Are we recording? Hey, it's Hooker. And Brooke. From Rock 106.5, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio. Go Utes! You're listening to KU Radio's only podcast, OU Radio. And it hurts so good. you in the 7 o'clock hour instead of the 8 o'clock hour. Yes. <laughs> Handle that? Yeah. Oh, well, obviously, since I'm here, you know. Well, sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Michelle Bodkin in studio with Rivals. How's it going? Pretty good. Patrick Ramirez, how are you, sir? I'm doing real good. Man. Mr. Funny Man, I heard you blew up in Provo. Provo was awesome. We yeah. had a good time in there. I didn't know what to expect and Good old Nick Smith got a got a packed house. I'm glad to hear that. That that fancies my heart. Yeah, yeah. You never know what you're gonna expect when you do a comedy show in a in a place that serves grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's a small stage. It was awesome. It was a pleasant surprise. And then he's hosting tonight at Moe's, right? I believe he is. Yeah, he's doing something at Moe's for the Tuesday night show. Well, I'm not plugging it because it competes against us. But. <laughs> it doesn't go up until Thursday, though, sometimes. So maybe we can get some uh, some dual listens there. Nice. So how was Stanford, Michelle? Oh, my gosh. Palo Alto. Lo- I love the Bay Area. Isn't it amazing? I, oh, my gosh. If I, if I had to leave Utah, that's probably where I'd go is the Bay Area. My sister lives in San Francisco. She's going to medical school out there, and she loves it. Yeah. Like, I still think she's a burnt-out hippie and not going to medical school, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know. It almost seems to be a requirement to live there. You have to be a burnt-out hippie. I guess <laughs> I maybe qualify to some degree. Oh, yeah? Do you, you think you I, could get into the burnt-out hippie lifestyle? Smoking well, Chiba. No, not so much the smoking <laughs> end of it, but just, like, I'm all about that peace and love, man. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm sure. about that peace and love. <laughs> That's why we have you on the show, because you're, not only are you great at sports, but you're a beautiful human being. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, how was going to Stanford as a fan, as a journalist? It looked like there wasn't a big crowd. There yeah. really wasn't. It was, I was, and I mean, I'd heard before that really they don't fill up their stadium, but I mean, I was really shocked that I... Utah's section was pretty much full, but to look around and see, you know, kind of spotty sections all over the place for Stanford fans was... And that, that field has a lot of history. Uh, Super Bowl was played there. Mm-hmm. Did they have anything up in the corridors about the Super Bowl being there 30 years ago or whatever? Not that I noticed. I okay. didn't travel too far around the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, stadium is 
beautiful. Is it? I heard oh they put a lot gosh. of money into it. It is beautiful. First of all, their bench seats have backrests on them. <laughs> uh, Hello. Just saying, Rice Very Eccles, nice maybe see. maybe we should consider this because that was <laughs> quite. That, I just wow, I felt like a rock star sitting there. <laughs> That's a nice touch. Yes, yes. But no, I mean, like, I don't know how to describe it, but they have this land, like, built up alongside the stadium, and they had all these trees planted almost, like, right up on the stadium. Nice. Yeah, and you had, like, these outside stairs that you had to walk up in order to get to your various seats and whatnot, and then all this greenery just around you. Did you see the ocean from the field, or...? I didn't no. see. I didn't see the ocean. Okay. But I. I don't. Beautiful, can you beautiful. see the ocean? Like it, Palo Alto, is that far away from? It? I think it's far enough inland yeah. that you can't see it, but you still get like the the humidity. Mm-hmm. So a very pleasant climate. Wow. Yeah, it was so amazing. Pleasant. I don't know how you play football in that climate. You want to like take a nap? <laughs> Smoke a bull hey, and yeah. lay under a tree and play <laughs> <Yeah>. disc golf. <laughs> I think I'm into this hippie lifestyle, too, now. You think you convinced me. And then they're the smartest campus in the Pac-12, too. You I, know, I yeah, mean, you got to be brilliant to go there. Pretty much. Even as a dumb jock, you got to be smart. Exactly, yeah. Hmm. Wow. It's How are the fans there? Their fans, are they very loud? Are they, are they behind they're, the team? They're kind of mellow. Very mellow, They're huh? very mellow. Hmm. Um, they're sophisticated. I was going to say, yeah, there there was something slightly, I would say, more sophisticated about their fans than, I mean, for heck's sakes, walking around, some people had, like, chandeliers hanging from their tailgate spots. <laughs> I kid you not. I kid you not. They're, like, they, like, tailgate under the trees, and, yeah, oh, it's, yuck. like, it's more like a, like a very fancy picnic rather than, like, huh. Tailgate, drink beer, yeah. pound chest. Like a rowdy farmer's market. Uh, if even that. <laughs> it's been brought up by a lot of cameramen who travel nationally that the University of Utah Rice Eccles Stadium is the dirtiest stadium they've ever been to after a game. Really? Because of all the litter. Huh. Have you, did you notice it was clean like after the game in terms of popcorn and beer being everywhere? Or? I was going to say it didn't seem all that dirty. Mm-hmm. No. And that's really interesting that they say that about rice eccles. It's filthy. I I mean, I guess I can kind of see that, and especially probably what doesn't help. I mean, I'm sure people not picking up after themselves, you know, was part of that, but also the, like, wind gusts yeah. that they get in that blows just all kinds of various crap in there. Like, one of the stunning things is, is when I have to go up to the south end zone and take down that big camera, mm-hmm. and you're up at the top catching your breath, and you're just kind of looking around, the amount of trash after a football game is unbelievable. Huh. Like, it's really, it should be improved, I think. Yeah. But I guess there's, a, you know, if you're paying 85 bucks, 150 bucks a ticket for, you know, a girlfriend or a family, you're spending 500 bucks, like, who wants to clean up after themselves? Like, I think there's a sense of entitlement from a fan, maybe. I guess. I still feel like clean up your crap. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. yeah. Come <laughs> on. It, like, it up and throw like it you're, you're walking out that way towards a trash can anyways, so clean up That would be yourself. interesting to do a poll of the uh, nation's cleanest stadiums. You know, like have a contest for who could be the cleanest. I wonder if people would get behind that. You know, I always wonder about stadiums. You know, you make anything a competition, right, and people kind of get themselves suckered into that. It's like, oh, 
That's what Ooh, I'm fancy title. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the nation's cleanest stadium. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's something there. Yeah, that would be a weird competition. Like when the whole class tries to get an A. You know? Exactly. I always wonder this about stadiums, the concessions. Because some stadiums make an effort at concessions to have, right. like, a decent selection. Mm-hmm. How are the concessions there? Didn't really partake. I wanted a fancy Stanford soda cup, so I shelled okay. out the money for a soda, but Nine I didn't bucks. want the soda. I wanted the dang cup. So. <laughs> um, but other than that, I, I think it was pretty typical. They don't have escargot there. Right. And, yeah, yeah. Champagne. Yeah. Hummus booth. Yeah. <laughs> Hummus <laughs> booth. Oh, my gosh. No, actually, I think Rice Eccles has a pretty – Big variety have, of strange stuff that they yeah. got good stadium food. Yeah, some pretzels sort of thing. Well, yeah, I they like have like your, their typical stuff, but then like I don't know, I see people walking in with these like burritos that just look amazing, <laughs> <laughs> and I keep telling myself I need to try one. Yeah, but uh, you know, I tailgate, so I'm always full by the time I get there. Right, this is gonna be a third quarter <laughs> sort of meal, if anything. At all. Sometimes you go to a stadium and you're like, I'm set. And then you sit down with your bag of popcorn, and then you see someone walking up the stairs with the most awesome thing of nachos. You're like, wait a second. I need nachos. This, this game just changed real quick. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times you see someone with the food, and then you get motivated to it. I hear you. Yeah, we could have a clean stadium competition <laughs> and uh, have the world's greatest um, concession selection. <laughs> Rice Eccles. That's right. We talk about getting some good recruits. <laughs> that could do it. You want to play in a Food clean selection? Place? Yeah. I was gonna say I don't think recruits really care about a clean situation, but man, if you tell them that you have the best food out there, they're gonna be all over that. Yeah. What's yeah. the deal with their band? It's very unique. It is very unique. And I thought the camera guys did a poor job showing that on television because there was a lot, especially for all these cosplayer kids and right. all the dressing up that the younger people do. You know, it's funny, the friends that I was there with, um, we were, my mom and I were sitting separately from them to start with, and then they said, oh, there's seats down by us, come down and sit with us. But anyways, I guess when they initially walked into their seats, someone commented, a Stanford fan commented, well, at least you guys have a real band. Ours, <laughs> ours are just a bunch of, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they are different. Did they sound good? I thought, I thought they, from I think, TV they did. I think they sound great, to yeah. be honest. They know a lot of songs. The only really weird thing was, like, they tried to poke fun at Utah, and I felt like it was, like, the biggest wah-wah-wah <laughs> They moment. tried to poke fun at Utah. I, they did this, like, whole skit thing at the beginning of the game before, like, kickoff, you know, how Utah does their little production, whatever. With the drums and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. So, I mean, Stanford was doing their own thing, and they had, like, these two guys talking <laughs> on, a, on a speaker that you couldn't see, and they were talking about, it's so nice to have a team come in that appreciates music the way that Stanford does, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> where are we going with this? And then they go, yeah, they're, they're uh, mascots, a ukulele, I was like, what? And a tree, they, they're... Their football mascot's a tree. Yeah, Did you see him? Yeah, oh, yeah, palm tree. They're <laughs> going tree. palm tree this year. It's not the oh, creepy. It's not the, uh, it's not the creepy the Christmas kind of tree looking <laughs> thing. <laughs> that they I was, was a tree, but it's so different. Palm tree. 
But yeah, so I mean, they're going on about the Utah u- ukuleles and stuff, and I was just like, this makes absolutely no sense. And like, my mom was kind of like, you just don't do that. I'm like, I don't care if they poke fun at us. Like, you know, I I appreciate good humor. So it's like, if you can come up with something really good and really creative that makes me laugh, I'm going to laugh. And I don't care if you're poking fun at me or someone else. But it was one of those things, if you're going to do it, make sure it's actually funny. <laughs> See, this stuff is all, I'm convinced, what's going on at Stanford with the Christmas trees and the weird band. It's all from the past of the acid tests with the Grateful Dead. Because the Grateful Dead experimented with acid tests. They do it in L.A., mm-hmm. but it was all recorded at uh, Stanford. <laughs> and DMT was kind of discovered in Stanford. It's a, big, it's a big drug culture up there, and it, it, seemed, it seems like there's an old man sitting in a basement that's tripped up on acid. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're a mess. It, it looked like... A high school spectacle on TV. I was going to say, the best way I think I can describe Stanford's band is organized chaos. <laughs> like, I mean, because they sound really good. And like I said, they know a lot of songs, and they look like a hot mess. It looked like they were having a blast, they, too. Oh, oh, I think that band would be so fun <laughs> to be in, to be honest. I would be all about that. And we we ended up seeing them again. We had some time to go walk the Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah. And they were down there doing a performance <laughs> after, after they the, lost. They have a bucket <laughs> of change out there. I don't know what they were doing. Right. I don't know what. The guy doing the robot at the front. they were there. But, yeah, them and their creepy palm tree were out, out in force. Palm so. tree. Our old uh, co-host, Rebecca, she used to be in the band, um, the student band. Okay. It would have been fun to have her take on that. Right. That's interesting. Before I, we get into this football game, I want to say how great the Utah women's volleyball team is doing. They just beat the number two team in the country. They're ranked in the top 25 for the first time in a long time. I was looking for the Tribune uh, article on it, but they pulled it. Hmm. How come no one's getting behind it in media? How? I mean, they've... They've gone 4-0 against top 25 teams in the last month, and no one's saying anything, really. I think some of it... Is it is I, it, I, is I it sexist? I was going to say, yeah, I think there's a little bit of sexism going on there, to mm-hmm. be honest. I mean, the interest in women's sports just isn't really quite there. You have to almost work twice as hard as a woman in sports to get the kind of recognition that like football or men's basketball yeah they got a couple things going against them for sure women's sport like you said volleyball and we're still in football season football season and basketball seasons yeah have you seen the lady women's basketball team's new center the freshman uh josetta fatusi oh my gosh she's a wnba player really and she's got the most she's a very big woman Uh uh-huh and I've been afraid to tweet the picture of her because I don't want someone to think I'm fat shaming or anything like that. But she's like 6'3". She looks like a defensive lineman for the Utes. Mm-hmm. She can run the floor. She can shoot. Here's the photo. And I'll, I guess I'll tweet it out so that the listening audience can see her. Oh, my goodness. You weren't kidding. No. What is it you don't want to send? Well, look at the photo. I don't oh, want to okay. be perceived as fat shaming her. Right. But she sprints the floor. She like does? she can jump. She, she's the greatest natural defender I've ever seen. Let me see that camera, awesome. and I'll show you a photo of her defensive stance. And the girl that she's defending is probably taller than me. She's probably f- a solid five eleven, six feet. 
she completely decimates him. Yeah, there's no getting around. No. I mean, no. She's got her good and covered. Yeah. And her first game, she went 10 points, 9 rebounds, had like 2 steals, like a couple assists. She did airball one of her free throws, but it was her first game as a, as a college player. She's a freshman? Yeah. Wow. A true freshman. She's like 18. And it was fantastic watching her. And they won in double overtime. And and the boys didn't do good today, but they're good. I saw them play Ball State, and that DeLon Wright, man, he is phenomenal. DeLon is so fun to watch. Yeah, DeLon and he's a good man, too. And I was going to say, and you know what? I think he's gone better from last year is the scary thing. He's faster so and he's like, stronger. It's just like he's a freak of nature. He can't shoot yet, but th- I think shooting for guys like him, they don't get that till the NBA. Like, It's very It's hard with school. It's hard when you're still trying to date girls and do all that, to really <laughs> dial in and right. just shoot a Focus. thousand jumpers every day. I have a hard time with that now. <laughs> girls. My shot still hasn't come in. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't hit a 20-footer. There's still hope for you, sir. Yeah. No, no we're going to get a shot coach. You're going to get a shot coach. going to hit it, man. I'm left-handed, man. I, I, I'm convinced I can still play. All right. Yeah. So I watched the game. Mm-hmm. Stanford, Utah, Palo Alto. I didn't understand it, and it's something that we've brought up over. I've brought up over and over again is not being able to see all twenty-two players on the field. Mm-hmm. What was going on with the cornerback safeties on both sides? Because the camera doesn't show it, right. and the play-by-play weren't talking about it. Because I don't know. I think they did a bad job personally, but you couldn't see what was going on TV. And all I was watching was three to four yard runs by most teams, mm-hmm. quick short slant throws, very boring pedestrian offenses by both teams. Yep. I know they're both hard hitting offensively and defensively. I know it was a struggle. <clears throat> I know they're big guys. Like it was a very hard hitting game. Mm-hmm. But what was going on on the sides? On the sides, I think both teams' cornerbacks, you know, were doing a good job covering each other. I mean, if you kind of noticed, like, some of the catches that Kenneth Scott made, he always had someone on him. But that's his game. Like, Kenneth Scott's not going to burn you with his speed. He'll out-jump you. He'll out-jump you. That's mm-hmm. that's what he does. And, you know, a lot of people make the mistake of saying, well, he can't be a receiver because he's slow. You don't have to be fast to be a receiver. You just have to be athletic in some type of way. And, like I said, that's his game. He, he will hands down out-jump you. Is he like an Anthony Denham? Where if he gets to the NFL, it's because he becomes a good pass blocker and then a tight end, or mm. is he too small? No, I think I think he still ends up being a receiver. He's going to be more of like your Calvin Johnson. Uh, uh, let's see, who does he watch all the time? Plays for the Bears, number 15, I lost his name. Brandon Marshall? Yes. Yes, he's going to be a bigger type receiver like that. Again, hmm. he's not going to burn anybody with his speed, but he's going to be able to out-jump just about anybody to get that ball, and that's going to be his bread and butter. He seems like a strong guy. I mean, if you've ever been up close to him, he is a big, muscly, ripped dude. Because he's not like uh, a Joey Galloway, the NFL player, who would beat you with speed but then run out and avoid contact or mm-hmm. slide to get out of the way like, well, like mm-hmm. a golden tape. He seems like he'll lower his shoulder. It seems like the maybe this is one of the great things about Travis Wilson and his mm-hmm. hard-headed determinism 
is the team seems to all want to tuck their head down and slam their shoulders into you to get an extra yard. That's correct, right? I think so. I Again, I think the biggest thing, because it's certainly not Travis's confidence, I would say, that the team rallies around. It's just that he's kind of blue-collar, and, he, you know, he's obviously proven more than once he's not afraid to take a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's more what the team rallies around than, say, his leadership. I think his leadership still needs some work, and hopefully that's something he can overcome. But I think, I think the team does take on, you know, kind of that, that I'm not afraid to take a hit type personality that he seems to demonstrate all the time. And I guess we're going to, I just completely jumped us off the point, but, <laughs> and I apologize for that. That's okay. With Kenneth Scott, were there two, was there a cornerback and a nickel cornerback, or was there a safety floating behind the cornerback? Like, tell me what was going on on why the ball wasn't, why they weren't passing downfield. Because I didn't see that, and maybe I missed the play or I honestly, I'm not exactly sure why they didn't do that until literally like the very end of the game. Yeah, because coach said it was a wheel route that for the touchdown and overtime. That was Kalen's. That was Kalen's. Kalen's was the wheel route, and then Kenneth's was a slant. But that wasn't, those weren't, yeah, you're right. But the wheel route wasn't open all game. The vertical plays with Kalen wasn't open. Like, Or is that just a tentative quarterback being afraid to throw an interception and you know kind of rewatching, and again like you said a little bit hard to tell because they did kind of cut off the sides that was something that I noticed but I think you know while Travis has improved he still misses a lot mm-hmm. um you know and I don't think it's never been their game I don't think he stretch the field right it just it honestly hasn't which makes me kind of laugh when people talk about oh well Travis is obviously the best because he can get it downfield and I keep going how often does Utah actually go down the field that's not their game so who cares you know play the best most confident guy I think some of it's again while Travis I think has gone better the last couple of games, I still don't think he's quite there. He really only seems to lock in on the right side of the field and totally misses anything that's going on in the left. And, like, you will see, you know, not maybe this game so much, but there's been other games where you'll see guys that are wide open and you just kind of sit there and wonder, why don't you just step up in the pocket, you know, look more than just to your right and see, you know, this guy is wide open down the field, or that guy is, and, you know, you would have burned them for a big play, but instead you kind of took a small chunk because that guy was just, like, right there in your face. It's a weird one. Like, my understanding of the Pac-12, it's the it's the conference of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's the conference of the great receivers, especially from USC, mm-hmm. where they're just going to tag up 50 points all day and they're not going to worry about running backs utah has a totally different philosophy always has from the day they walked in they're like we're in the mountains we're just going to run you and we're going to be bigger than you and we're going to make you mentally give up and then we're going to win exactly and that's kind and it of, works it does it does work uh you know and it kind of didn't work for a little while and i think i mentioned this last week you know kyle kind of had to learn how to make his game plan work within the Pac-12, and that took a little bit of time. I think he finally, for the most part, has it. There's obviously some tweaks and improvements that they can make more on the offensive side of the ball than anything, but, I mean, for the most part, I think he's figured out how to do what he did in the Mountain West 
at the Pac-12 level. Which is mentally break people. Mm-hmm. He's good at that. The Is it me or is the Utes offensive line getting really good? You know what? I think they're starting to come together. And the great news is next year, pretty much everybody returns. There's only one one starter that's graduating. That's Junior Salt. So, I mean, they should be very good next year. I like his jersey. It's a great Salt Lake City jersey. Like, it's a good one. Junior Salt. Junior Salt. <laughs> That's a good offensive lineman name. Yeah, you got to be fat to be called with the last name Junior. Salt. Junior, yeah. <laughs> like when the biggest dude in school and everybody calls him Tiny. Tiny. Yeah. That's a good Tiny. name for him. Junior Salt. Yeah. No, and he's such a chill, just nice dude. Such a nice dude. Is there an injury with Booker? No, he was he – was he looks fine to me. I haven't heard anything. Again, they don't really talk about. Is it the lack of passing that's getting him um, slowed down in terms of net yards? I think really they were kind of prepared for Booker again. I think people are kind of finally starting to realize, you know, they need to watch this guy. Close the gaps, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's why against Oregon it worked out so well for them to throw those little out routes and, you know, you know, have him go to the outside instead of taking it and running with it. Like I said, I thought Oregon kind of seemed pretty proud of themselves that, ha ha, we stopped Booker. And, you know, I kind of felt like Booker was doing a ha ha, like, yeah. fine, you're going to stop the run. Well, I'm going to start catching it and running with it. But the interesting thing is, you know, that's what they did to beat Stanford last year. And Stanford was very prepared to deal with those out routes mm-hmm. uh, with both Booker and Poole. And so things kind of got slowed down a little bit. But also they play that smash-mouth type of football. So, you know, Booker was going to have to be a lot more patient getting the yards against a team like Stanford. I mean, well, Stanford, The number one defense yes, in the Pac-12, exactly. top ten in everything nationally, I think. Just, I think just about, yeah. yeah. Impressive win for them. Very impressive. I mean, they never gave up. Honestly, that's a lot of people were talking about how boring that game was, that, you know, there was no (laughs) offense. That's personally the kind of game that I like. I'm more of a defense girl. Um, I love smash mouth, you know, big boy football, so to speak. So, and besides Utah, Stanford and TCU are two of my favorite teams to watch. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that just kind of tells you right there. I had a problem with the uniform scheme. I don't think the Pac-12 should allow two red-colored teams on the same field. Yeah, I know they're the different shades, either. but I would have liked to see the Utes either go all white or Stanford go all white or one of them go black. Like, right. it bought the, the color scheme on TV didn't work with me, and it, especially because their camera is so high up, their main camera, mm-hmm. that it was a really weird can- – the whole presentation of – the game, the, so what the game camera is, is it's the first shot you see with all 11 people on each side, mm-hmm. right? You go from receiver to receiver, cornerback to cornerback, and it fills your screen. Right. Did you notice compared to other football games how far away that camera seemed? It did, actually. Right? It, was, yeah. it was almost seemed to me like maybe the camera was broken and they couldn't push maybe. or there was something weird going on there and it really pissed me off. And <laughs> I was noticing that. And the color uniforms. And I was like, this is horrible. Thoughts? <laughs> I, you know, it didn't bother me. I mean, their colors are their colors, to be honest. Uh, and there's just not a whole lot you can do about that. It was really interesting, though. Someone 
again, one of the people I was there with brought up Stanford usually at home does wear all white. So Mm -hmm. what were they going to do? Because Utah was obviously the visiting team or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and has similar colors. So I, I, I didn't mind the fact that they just kind of did opposite of each other. I didn't really care that much, but... I really hope they have the red-on-red uniform sometime this year. I would have to think they're doing it this week. I think that's one of the best uniforms in the country. Outside of Arizona's red-on-red. That's an awesome uniform. You seen oh, that one? The, uh, oh, not Arizona State. Arizona. Yes, I do yeah. know that Arizona is mm-hmm. That's yeah, it's sharp. Red's a sharp color on a football team. It is. Yeah. yeah. I find myself almost always, if I have no preference, I cheer for the red team. Don't the red team. team. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's Bama. I can't cheer for Bama. I'm sorry. He <laughs> could. Yeah. It's crimson. <laughs> it's crimson if we're going to split hair, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so we haven't seen the red on red this year. We saw black. I think they did so red on red to start the year. I think, oh, they okay. were, I think they were to start the year. I bet for senior day it's going to be all red. I hope so. That would make sense, yeah. You know, the red on red, senior day, yep. home game. Exactly. Last last home game of the year, I would think that that's what they whip out, along with the, the special Ute Proud helmets that I'm hearing that they're doing. Oh, Ute helmets. I'd like to see uh-huh. that. What's that about? Uh, they're, my understanding is that they're going to have the Ute tribe like emblem oh, on the helmet. Oh, cool. Different emblem. Mm-hmm. And well, that's cool. And just kind of honor, honor the Ute tribe. They're going to have the Ute tribe do like a halftime thing and, yeah, just kind of honor the tribe that they're deriving their, their nickname from. So it should be good. Hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. That will make up for it being really cold on the field. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Not going to want to miss that. I'm all about learning learning about cultures. So I think that's great that they're doing this, and hopefully it's a step towards maybe incorporating more of that into what? the traditions of you know Utah athletics. Have you seen the commercials they've been doing for Utah Pride with Old Chief up there holding up the red shirt? I have not actually... Like, like I've seen it up on the board, but I'm always in the media yeah. booth at that time, so I can't hear what's being said. Okay, you got to go to the Huntsman Center in the next week or so and right. go watch some basketball or volleyball and watch I it. It's really to. cool. It's they did a good job. I I want to. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm confused about Arizona's football team. Okay. <laughs> I know that they're ranked. Mm-hmm. Like 17. I don't. I haven't seen the rankings today. Let's but. see, Utah is 17 in the selection committee poll and wow yeah they jumped up six spots right and then arizona is number 15 i believe so i mean big matchup pretty pretty even matchup it sounds like well i think it's a fake ranking for arizona they really lucked out on the win against the washington huskies in their 27 26 win Mm -hmm. um they shouldn't have won that there's been a couple of games the usc game was that them? Yeah. They yeah. no, they lost to USC. The, yeah, they no, lost yeah, that one. That state. was that was the one the same week that Utah played UCLA, but Utah played them Okay, let's go way through. before way before, but anyways, that was the game oh, where wow, they their, beat their kicker uh, tried That's to do right. the same thing that UCLA's kicker did, only oh. it didn't work. They didn't get the call. Oh, so that's where they're getting their money is they beat Oregon on October second, mm-hmm. Thursday night game. They have Oregon's number. They have Oregon's number because this is the second year in a row that they'd be in Oregon. They beat California 45-49. Uh, 
that's they shouldn't have that difficulty with California, uh, Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Cal's uh, given everybody fits this year. It is. Pac 12 is almost always weird to figure out. Yeah. I have so many people saying, I just want Utah to have a blowout win. I'm like, Right, it's, yeah. It's probably never, ever have again going to happen. Beyond 10 points besides the first one? It, like I said, it's, yeah. It's, I don't think it's it going to happen very often. It's just the nature of this conference. Everybody beats up on everybody yeah. else, and there's not a single team that can't win a game yeah, and a or lose teams. a game. So Tough conference, yeah. They don't play a lot of defense, or if they are, they're giving up a lot of points. 23 points to Texas-San Antonio, 35 to Nevada, 37 to Washington State. Uh, they, they had a great offense. They had a great quarterback until he got hurt. 26 to Washington. So the Utes can get points, I think. There's points to be had against Arizona. I think there are points to be had. I think the biggest thing is how does Travis show up? Does does he show up confident and ready to go? Is it going to take him a minute to warm up? Is it going to be another game where he, strangely enough, doesn't show up? I, I think right. it all starts with him, and from there it'll kind of spread out. If it has to rely more heavily on Booker, it could be a long night. Right. I think they sort of know going in that if it takes a quarter or two for the offense to get going, that they can they can compete like that. I think they can. You know, they, I definitely think they can. Yeah, I think they got a they got a good kind of hold of what their identity is as a team. Mm-hmm. Grind it out. The offense is going to come around. Got to give it some time. Defense is going to help you out. So yeah, I think it's a. Uh, I think they sort of know what's what because I was worried about that Stanford guys like they're going to lose. They've got two hard weeks. They're away. This is, this is a trap game for them. I they, wasn't worried about them losing until that last Stanford drive like, in regulation. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. This is not the time for the defense to crap out. This and might, mm-hmm. Eric Rowe, Rowe, I mean, oh my goodness, what, what a pass breakup. That was huge. There's some good stuff going for the Utes. There's a lot of discussion if you type in Rich Rodriguez, who is their coach, uh, that he might be going to Florida. I I have not heard that rumor. He completely failed in Michigan, though, right? Yeah. He did. But so has just about everybody Everybody. else. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know how harshly you can judge him on that, but, I mean, he did turn around Arizona Mm -hmm. quite quickly. So, I mean, props to him for that because they were kind of a hot mess there for a while. And then here's Sports Illustrated just said, Florida not considering Rich Rodriguez or Dan Mullen as head coach. So maybe those rumors have just ended. You know, hmm. I've even seen rumors, though, about Florida wanting Whittingham. That and was out there yesterday. I, yeah. I, I don't see it happening. I don't think so either. I think Witt's had more lucrative offers before than Florida, and he's stayed put. So. But the Utes can match any number now. I mean, I don't know if they're going to pay $5 million a coach. Right. But they can. They have the money to do that, I, I would assume. You know, and I don't think it's going to take much, though, to keep Wit because I think Wit's loyalty truly is How with the How long has he been the head coach? Ten, Ten years. years. Uh, oh, wow. This year. It's the longest tenured coach in the Pac-12 besides Mike Riley up at Oregon State. No, Who will probably retire there, I assume. He's been there for 16, 17 years. I I thought it was just like a year longer than what. Oh, let me look it up. Or, or a year or two longer. I, you know, 
Oregon State's had kind of a tough run in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could see um, I could see Riley maybe retiring and letting someone retiring. Right. Quotation marks. Step down. Oh, yeah. no, I'm way off. He's been there since 2003, Mike Riley. And before that, he was uh, the defensive back coach at New Orleans Saints. Okay. San Diego Chargers. He was at Oregon State in 97. He's a good coach. I'm surprised. I don't know. I, Oregon Oregon State's a weird team. Like they just gave a stunning loss this week mm-hmm. to Arizona State. State, and I was bummed. I was hoping we'd get two Pac-12 teams in the playoffs. You know, Utah fans though kind of have to be happy that Arizona State lost because that just opened things up again for them to potentially. Yeah. I mean. I think it's a long shot, but then again, we were all saying it was a long shot in 2011, and everything played out the way it needed to, except for Utah losing to Colorado. So, um, you know, I think anything's possible at this point in time, and who knows? We still have a really good bowl coming our way. I I think so. You know, we we had such high expectations of it. We got rolling, and we're like, we can win. We can we can get in the top ranking. Well, and, you I know, think the weird thing is, is you know, yeah. it kind of started out just get the six wins, just get the six wins, and I don't think anybody saw them beating enough teams literally halfway through the season in order to get bowl eligible, especially after that Washington State loss. The fact that you know after that USC when they were bowl eligible, I think it significantly raised everybody's expectations. And then, you know, there was that letdown at Arizona State, I think the following week. And then, right. you know, Oregon was kind of one of those, I don't think anybody would have been shocked if they had won that game because they've been beating teams all year long that they weren't supposed to beat. But oh, it was I think kind that would have been a huge shock. It's kind of one of those things where, you know, they didn't win, and I don't think that was – entirely shocking to anybody either and then of course going into Stanford in double overtime and getting a hard-fought win there's tons of respect out there for the Utes I mean they lost two straight games didn't get booted out of the top 25 Mm -hmm. after the Arizona State game they stayed stagnant at 17 so I mean there's a Pac-12 tweet I'm reading right now uh, no other conference has more ranked teams. You got Oregon at two, UCLA at nine, Arizona State thirteen, Arizona fifteen, Utah seventeen, and the Trojans nineteen. Mm-hmm. That's half the conference. That's impressive. That's tough. That's and a Utah tough conference. has beaten a couple of those teams as well. And let's see, one, two, three, four, five are from the South. And what are there? Six teams in the South. Mm-hmm. So, so who's the pansy? The Colorado. Colorado. What a bunch <laughs> of losers. <laughs> Bunch of stoners up there. It's Jeez. Record. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think they've actually won a Pac-12 game yet. No, they haven't. And right. That's a tough conference. If you're in Colorado, you're like, oh, geez. <laughs> Let's quit. Come it, on, it man. It is a tough Just conference. Look at this Mountain West And then thing. on top of, you know, probably being the furthest behind team out of anybody there to begin right. with. I mean, that's going to be a steep climb for them for a couple of years, I think. And we yeah. never would have got into the Pac-12 without – uh, Denver because we needed that television market like that was the clincher was we'll take Utah but we have to have the 17th market in Denver and numbers was uh, true mostly for yeah, satellite television actually mm-hmm. it had to do with uh, receiver numbers than anything but that's that's pretty cool that the Utah are this good mm-hmm. like it still doesn't make sense to me because I remember watching every game last year right 
and I'm still not convinced that we're that far away from last year's team. I don't think we were, but I think last year's team was literally on the cusp of doing what yeah. this year's team, you know, and for whatever reason, they they figured out those couple of things, and they're just clicking a lot better than last year. I I don't know what next year is going to bring. I think expectations are certainly going to be high, um, and most of those kids, sorry, not kids, because again, men, are just about the same age. <laughs> uh, those guys are going to be coming back. I mean, they really are not losing that many seniors this year. Well, they're losing a tremendous leader. Nate Orchard. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, though, I think Johnny Paul and Kenneth kind of Scott pick up the slack from that would be my guess. Kenneth kind of Scott, really? Mm-hmm. Speaking of leadership, how did it go over with Kaylin Clay's uh, post-game remarks about we run Kelly? I haven't heard anything. I didn't honestly think it was disrespectful because he, I mean, he made a point of saying, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But I'm not trying to be yeah. cocky. Yeah, yeah, we. Anytime we, someone we, starts uh, saying, <laughs> I'm not trying to be disrespectful, get ready to be disrespectful. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's. Weird statement. And I think the Pac 12 uh, guys. Uh, they baited him. I uh, well, I no, didn't they didn't. The, they uh, didn't statement. bait him, but I think they, I think they were like, you know, when it's the truth. You know, how how much can you penalize them? They beat every team in California except for Cal, and that's just because they didn't play them. So what was the statement? I didn't hear that. He we said, run yeah. California. We run Cali. Did they ask him, did anything prompt that, or he just said that? I don't remember what the question was. I just barely watched this last night. It had night. something to do with him because he's a Cali kid. Yeah. What was it like to play in your home state? We run Cali. Mm-hmm. Like, he said not to be disrespectful, but we but, run Cali. But we, we run, Utah yep. runs Cali, and I mean, it's entirely true. Again, it would be one thing if they hadn't completed the job, but I mean, they did. So sure. it's a true statement. Yeah, he There's can, nothing, he can nothing you statement. can say. He's going to get some flag for it, but he, he's got some backing behind it. And he's a California kid? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is uh, okay with Whittingham... That cool with that type of talk like uh, taunting of other teams because I don't think it hurts recruiting but if you don't think that USC kids noticed that right or heard about that you know I again I don't see anything wrong with what he said it's the truth if you know if <laughs> USC wants to get all butthurt about it well then right. goodness winning, sakes beat yeah, them next year winning always wins the argument exactly yeah. you know again it would be one thing if they didn't you know, beat them and didn't have that to back back it up. But, I mean, they can back up that statement. They literally beat every team they played in California this year. Yeah, yeah. that is impressive. I mean, there's no other way to, to say it. There's no other way he could have said it. It's like, no. we respectfully compete within the confines of California. Does not have the same impact. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Uh, that would make him sound like a Stanford student. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With their... With their out-of-control band and their Christmas trees <laughs> their hummus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that statement. Yeah, it's I, football. It's sports. And, yeah, it's I competition. mean. competition. I mean, it definitely, it could have been worse. It could have been, like, Richard Sherman or Steve Smith level. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. even those guys back up whatever they True. say. So, I feel like as long as you back it up, you can talk as much crap as you want to. Oh, look at so, that. Fatusi got Pac-12 Player of the Week, uh, going back to football. So I can't tweet her. They got a big picture of her shooting. So, yeah, I'll tweet that right now. 
Good yeah. on her. Um, you go, girl. Yeah, we've got a lot of good sports going on right now. Um, speaking of like uh, college playoffs, big shakeup in the polls this week. Yes. Because you had your dream matchup last week of Mississippi State and Oregon, Oregon if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think Mississippi State's going to be in that championship game. Season's not over, but. No, I I think they still have a shot. I don't think they even dropped out of the top four, to be honest. I think it was. Yeah, I was going to say what, Bama, what they're ranked now. Yeah. yeah, I think Bama just moved up and Oregon moved up. And then who was the other team that creeped in there? Was it Auburn? Uh, could have been. You're right. Who's our one and two right now? I, I think it's Bama and I'll Oregon. I'll Google this. What do I want to Google? Oh, really? What are they calling it? Uh, playoff rankings? Uh, I think it's college playoff something. I'm sure it'll come yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be the first thing you come up. But that's what's up. cool about this um, little unexpected factoid of the college playoffs. Now it's like that fifth-ranked team is really got to perform because they got a shot. Mm-hmm. Got a shot. Whereas before, you know, it's like fifth. That's going to be hard to get ju- to jump into number two. Yeah. But you can get three. Mm-hmm. You can get three or four. Alabama's one. Oregon two. Florida State three. Alabama's wow. one. Yeah. Florida so State's undefeated. Are Mississippi they? four, TCU still out of it. Okay. That's got to piss the Big Twelve. They're Big Twelve, right? Yes. Or Big TCU's Eleven. TCU's are five, <laughs> number five right now. Yep, TCU is the, the number five. Ohio the State six, Baylor seven. I know Baylor plays TCU, so that will. I thought mm. they already played. No, not yet. I think it's this week. UCLA nine. It's, that bothers me. Like, how can they be That's ahead weird. of Utah? I know it is weird. Right? Yeah, I, I that is a weird know. ranking. Yeah. Alabama, Alabama, number one. They beat the number one team in the country at their house by luck. I like Oregon, number one in the country. That sounds good to me. I I think they've certainly maybe earned that right. They got the best quarterback in the country. I think easily. He's pretty phenomenal. I think easily. They got the best offensive line. Like I don't I don't get it. You got to be pissed if you're Florida State. I wonder if that's a backlash to Mr. Jameis Winston. Maybe I wonder. I think everybody's a little against Florida State in general. And I was Don't you think? Say, well, he and Bill I was Cosby. Say, the the <laughs> other part of it too is that the ACC maybe isn't as good of a conference as the right. SEC. And, and the if Pac-12. Florida State struggled with Miami this week, they it was not a convincing win. And no, Miami's nowhere near super super good. So yeah, kind of a weird. But this is kind of cool. Like we're those four teams are kind of fighting. Mm-hmm. To see if we can get that one-two spot, exactly. and get three-four. Yeah, I would like to see Alabama, uh, Oregon play. I think that'd be a good matchup. I love the Alabama game against Mississippi this weekend. They took it to them. Yeah. I'd like to see Utah, Alabama, personally. I think we, I think we take them this year. Thing. I, you know, the interesting thing about Bama is I think at times they're a little too big for their britches. So. I, while I think they may still technically be the better team than Utah, I think Utah would probably, yeah, take it. Unless to them it was again. a national championship game, they neutral won't show site. up. Like they get bored. Yeah. Yeah, neutral site, Alabama, Utah. We figure out the red uniform thing. Have them play <laughs> in North red. Dakota. Yeah, <laughs> they play in North Dakota. <laughs> That's right. We find the equal distant uh, city between both cities, schools, they play there. I don't care if it's a high school field. Right. They play. Oh, that'd be. I think the only. Two teams that Utah couldn't beat in the top five is TCU and Oregon. I could see them beating Florida State easily. I think they probably. I think Florida could. State's beatable. Yeah, I you know, think Florida I State's think, lose I one think more those time. guys would 
kind of relish beating up on Jameis Winston. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I could kind of see some. Oh, how could you not want to beat up on him, you know? Yeah. Marquee guy. I just... just buy him a bunch of crab legs. Crab legs. Oh, my gosh. You don't know what I would do for crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you a question here, Michelle. Um, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's not good for radio. I was, was going to say, you can't, gonna be you can't ask me a It was a crab legs comment on my part. You can't ask me a question if you lose your train of thought. Okay, so <laughs> we got to wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Give me a prediction of the score for Arizona-Utah Senior Day next Saturday. This Saturday. Right. Hmm. Last game of the 2014 season here in Utah. Sir. Oh my gosh. And then we could so turn sad. into a basketball school overnight. Yes. Yes. Just about. I think, again, it's going to be a close game. I don't think there's going to be a ton of separation between the two. I think it's going to be higher scoring than last week, which, by the way, I was very proud of myself because I think I guessed it pretty close. I think I said 24 17, mm-hmm. and the final score was 21 17. I called overtime. I was proud but of you that. Called, yep, yeah. you called the overtime. Um, All right, a lot of lot of heat on this uh, prediction. Then I know, right? It's gonna be close. Gotta be close. I think like twenty seven, twenty four, twenty seven, twenty one, something along those lines. Another touchdown game. Yeah, another touchdown or less game. And I think I do think it falls in Utah's favor. I I just think you know, especially those seniors seem to have the biggest chip on their shoulder. And I think, you know, they want to go out with a bang. And I don't yeah. think they want to lose the last game of their career at Utah at home to Arizona. I just, And, I mean, it's supposed to be nasty Saturday. Weather-wise? Uh-huh. Don't tell yeah. me that. I'm sorry. Don't I, tell me that. I'm not <laughs> sure. Misses, sure. I can run into the press box at will. Not this boy. Not, Get yourself a poncho, not, man. I was say, I'm not Tough it like out. the wimpy type person. Uh, it's more because I have to be on my computer. But So, you know, I don't know how well Arizona is maybe going to handle the weather end of it as well. Oh, are they divas down there? Well, oh, yeah. I mean. Arizona puts on a sweater at 72 degrees. Yeah. It's <laughs> always. Uggs on ladies at 80 degrees. <laughs> it's always warm down there. It's to our favor. It's definitely so, to our favor. I, I think they may struggle with that a little bit. Where do you see the game, Patrick? Okay, I see a couple things that are in their favor. Senior day, last home game. So I think we get off to a fast start for the first time all season. You know, I think Arizona's up to the task, though. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm thinking we got 34-27, 34-24. So I think we see some more scoring right. to it. But I think, like, we kind of tip the scales in our favor in the first half. Right for the first time this year where we get a lot of momentum early. Mm-hmm. To it, we get a lead. Maybe they creep back, but I see some in the 30s. So go, I'll go 34, 24. I have 28, 10 Utah. Wilson throws for 260 yards, three touchdowns, and there's a running touchdown in there. And I think Nature or- Orchard has a four sacks. Day. I think yeah. he has a phenomenal day. I think he wants to go out with a bang. I yeah. that kid just. That guy, <laughs> that guy, I don't know. He just puts everything out there every single game. Yeah. I see a special teams play in here somewhere. I, I could a, see, I could see Kalen, sort of thing. I could see Kalen, you know, like also wanting to go out with a bang, get one last one in, you mm-hmm. know, wow, wow and razzle dazzle the crowd one last time. 
So Yeah, someone special teams I see happening early. I don't know, we'll see. So where are you at, Michelle, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? I am on all three. <laughs> How's your Instagram doing? You said it was new to you last uh, time. You know, I've Get been some pictures using, up there. I've been using it a little bit more than I have been, uh, but it's still a work in progress. But even so, go ahead and follow me there, because eventually I'll get it down, and it'll be good, and it'll be fun. All right. Um, that one is the same handle as Twitter, I believe. It's Bodkin Rivals, And then, of course, on Facebook, just look up Michelle Bodkin, um, and you can follow me that way. All my stuff's on Rivals. I'm currently working on senior pieces about all the seniors on Utah's team that are graduating, even the ones that you maybe don't know as oh, much cool. about. Because those guys deserve credit as well. Someone's got to be a tackling dummy. Well, and you know what? I found <laughs> out that those articles are free. So even if you're not a member of Rivals, you can still go and read about the seniors because we just want to give all these guys credit. It's a lot of hard work, whether you're the starter or whether you're third or fourth string down the line. So when I throw away my math book, where do I go online and read this? You just go to utezone.com. Nice. And it they'll always be like the, the header or lead story. And when you're a Rivals affiliate, that puts a stamp on it saying, we are the best damn college website in the state. Hell yes. Yes. Hell yes. P. Rama, Mr. Yes, Patrick in my head, that's at Twitter, right? That's me, yeah. Put something up Get there. in his head. Make Get fun of him. Get in my head. That's right. I'm in my <laughs> head too him. much. Get me out of my own head. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. And follow OUT Radio at OUT Radio. And maybe me, Mr. Underscore Bloom. And we will be back when we get back. Jackson Banks will be in studio. Uh, oh, boy. The demon counselor himself. He's back from Boston. I know that Wallace Fetzer will be his guest at 9 o'clock. But he's going to come in and do some OU radio and do some explaining to me. Uh, i got to sit this boy down and get him focused. So, Oh, wow. We're going to have you back next Tuesday? Yes. yes. We're going to talk about Senior Day and how all those seniors did. Yes. So. Yeah, see how close we were to that score prediction. And talk about Colorado. <laughs> I know, I know. We're going to have to think of some segments. And uh, if we beat Arizona, things work right, we could be a top ten team. I, I think easily Utah could be a top You get a team. couple of losses in there. You beat Colorado. And you know what? I think, again, especially if Travis has the game of his life. If he, he has to. If this he goes to have it, right? If he goes out and week. balls out the way that I think a lot of people believe he can, you know, if he really buys into it and believes it himself, I uh, sky's the limit for Utah. Sky's the limit for Utah. Sky's the limit for him. So... Beautiful. So we'll be back. And thank you so much for listening to OU Radio. Please listen to all of the shows here at KU Internet Radio. Go to KUradio.org. Find your DJs you like. They're playing great music. And, of course, we're here every Tuesday, 7 to 10 p.m., last hour with Jackson Banks. And we will be right back, and we appreciate all of you. So thank you. Hi, this is Randall Carlisle from ABC4 Utah. All Ute Radio will be right back after this.
flashes, you know? It's like a kaleidoscope of memories, but it just all comes back. But he never does. I think part of me knew the second I saw him that this would happen. It's not really anything he said or anything he did. It was the feeling that came along with it. thing is, I don't know if I'm ever going to feel that way again. But I don't know if I should. We have rules here at Old Radio, Patrick Ramirez. Go ahead. We don't play Taylor Swift unless we are making fun of her. What are you doing to me, bud? Uh... For sake of the uh, listeners, this is on your damn computer yet, Taylor Swift, that you plopped in front of me. Play some music, Pat. Sure thing, buddy. Click it. Not that one! <laughs> Set me up to fail, are you? Maybe he knew that. You're sabotaging your own show. It's not I, like you're a guest anymore, sir. I feel like I just aided the show. I guess I just lost my balance. <laughs> is she going to sing it anytime soon, or is she just going to squawk her dumb face? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I haven't heard this song. But uh, it seems like there's a lot of talk. In this song, it's almost oh, like a, maybe this it's is a horrendous song. Maybe it's a tribute to Moody Blues. Hold on. And she's famous, multi-millionaire off this crap. Somebody's buying those albums. Yeah, Future America. Well, I'll give her this. Um, she's definitely nailed the pop song. No, the production house did, and the person that wrote it, like she. No, no, no. Okay, not her. I'm not saying she's <laughs> writing her own songs and driving her little bus to the gigs, man. I'm saying like Taylor Swift Incorporated has nailed the pop song. Oh, this is horrendous. This doesn't make you angry as a man, like, cause you have a great ear. Like, uh, I think she that's. Has a great ear? You do. Yeah, yeah, I do. No, like, that's one of the reasons why I really like you is because your taste of music is dynamic. That's all right. I like all the regular stuff. Except a compliment, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I will take that compliment. Thank you, sir. I know the Latin men aren't used to compliments, but take one, sir. That's right. We don't like compliments <laughs> and cold temperatures. It's just how we grew up to it. I, uh, you know, I was thinking another, speaking of another thing that kind of like bums me out, it doesn't bum me out, it makes me sort of think, is uh, when like uh, inmates get married, and I say that because of the Charles Manson thing, it's, it's one of those things I gotta sit back and go, huh, but I don't get upset about it. Some people are upset about it. About Charles Manson? About Charles Manson getting married, you know, he got married and, or he's got a marriage license. 
and he's currently, you know, incarcerated. And he's so. 80, and she's, what, 24? She's way young. She's, like, 26, I think. I Where really, are her parents? That, that was my next thing. I, I was going to say, I put a tweet out about it. I was like, okay, you want to get married, Charles? Okay, fine. But let's all go find the parents and be like, hey, what, what happened? Does she get matching swastikas? Like that, that'd be funny, though. Know, <laughs> is it her swastikas? That would be good, though. You know, just to really prove the commitment. But uh, it does seem a little backwards, though, right? It's one of those things where we look at look at this news story and we say, "All right, we really have messed up <laughs> as a as a culture." <laughs> you know, we we deny a lot of people marriage license, but some people were like, "Wait, this is okay." Huh, all right, we gotta we gotta re- rework some stuff, right? We're struggling. <laughs> That's funny. We can get married when you when you like got incarcerated for like life, you you give up certain rights. This should probably be one, right? That you can't get married in, in prison, especially when you've when you orchestrated killings of numerous right. young women. Right. When you were, yeah, involved in such a horrendous crime. So I looked this up to see what else was going on. Okay. Um. Tex Watson is his was one of the guys in the Manson family who actually did some killing, <laughs> right? Tex Watson. Tex Watson got married in the joint a long time ago and has bore I want to say two or three children while incarcerated. That seems really wrong too, right? That his genes are going to live on. And you and I can't get a damn date. I know, I know. So do we have to start uh, making felonies here? Yeah. We yeah, gotta get some tats. Can... Is that what we're doing wrong? We have no tats, no felonies. Maybe we overlook this as a potential. We smile too good. Yeah, we're too law-abiding. That's mm. the thing. Women love bad boys, but this is really taking it to the extreme. Is loving the bad boys? You know, we always thought, you know, smoke some cigarettes, get a leather jacket. No, Screw cigarettes. Massive... I'm smoking meth, bud. Commit massive felonies. <laughs> you know, it may take a couple of decades for you to get a fan base, but you can still get married. Let that be a lesson to all the single people out there. Some people are like, boo-hoo, I don't have a date on Friday night. This guy's in jail. Getting and, uh, more tail than you. And he's getting... In a maximum security prison. Young tail, too. See, I don't want to drive people to get depressed, though, because it it's a depressing story that... I mean, she's cute, too. That's the real kick in the ass about it. <laughs> You're like, who's getting married to who? <laughs> what? <laughs> this girl is cute. <laughs> That's messed up. He's, I, I think I see the, the fandom of it. Like, this guy's a pretty interesting, like, what's going on there sort of guy. I don't think I would get married to him. But, yeah, I, I think I see a, a peop- someone with that mind would be like, this is an interesting sort of person to it don't you mm. think do you think find him fascinating at all charles manson yeah hmm well see i, I see instant enemy like anytime i see his face because i'm a jewish boy uh-huh and he's got a swastika right between his eyes it's like he would never lo- he would never appreciate me as a human being no i would just from his well, symbology say, right i would say he probably would appreciate very little in general but you don't sort of see like say say zoom way out on this, you don't sort of see him as a like a, a f- super flawed human like what what happened to this guy, that you're sort of interested in knowing how he came to be that way. I want to know why taxpayers are paying for him to be alive. Good question too. Yeah. Like he should be working, like. But then again, he'd be a movie star. He w- in this sick perverted culture called America. 
A, is he not only getting about to get laid in prison as an 80-year-old man to a 20-year-old woman? I looked woman, it up. He's not going to get that, though. I did look that up. He doesn't get... Once uh, he gets married, doesn't he get conjugal visits? I looked it up, and they said no. They said no. It's called family visits now, by the way. <laughs> so I don't know if that's just for him or certain, but, yeah, I was curious about so that. So is she allowed to have a boyfriend? Like, what if her boyfriend's a black man? Uh-huh. Like, this could get confused. Like, this could be a real problem for him. Yeah, I, I Like, he seems like a jealous guy. I would say of all his problems, this would probably be the least of it, but he can't be pleasant. I mean, he can't have a conversation with this guy. He can't uh, go on walks through the <laughs> through the yard <laughs> with this guy. I wonder how much contact they're going to have. Did you ever hear his music? I have. I have heard a few. It's horrific. It's crazy. It's crazy. Knowing what we know about him, it, it does seem very ominous. It's almost like, it sounds like the Beach Boys with a, a lot of demonic influence <laughs> to it. Because he was kind of friends with one of the Beach Boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he, there's a great book about him called The, Sh- uh, the Shadow of Santa Susanna. Which, Santa Susanna. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Oh, look at look who the cat brought in. Ah, I think we have a Jackson Banks sighting. Should I get him? Please do, sir. We have Jackson Banks, but that's not Wallace Fetzer. That's Seth Tippett. Seth Tippett. With a beard? Yeah. Oh, he got shorter. How are you, sir? <laughs> so we got Jackson Banks here. We got Seth Tippett in studio. It's good to see you, sir. Yeah, please do. We're getting worried there, man. Let me turn it on for you. Hello. Oh, there it is. There you are, sir. I don't. I just uh, saw a very disturbing Jackson Banks video of you, of you going to town on the soundboard to music. I'm not picking you up. See that one? Mm-mm. Oh, here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right here. Yeah, I got, I got. It's a little ribby, but you know, some chicks like I was that. I'll say the same thing as like I've seen all your ribs now. Yeah. <laughs> what, what inspired that? A lot of guys, a lot of guys are precious about their ribs, but ladies like a guy that's comfortable that will present his bones, you know, so she knows what I look like older, you know. And I if she you. can be okay with that, yeah. You know, when I'm a starving artist and I'm not feeding her and she's starving, she can be okay with what's going on there. We're good. This was almost like a mating call then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always a mating call. It's, it's always, always a mating call. call. Yeah. Jackson, the old man in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm an old soul. It's true, but uh, I'm Jimmy Stewart reincarnated. <laughs> oh. He died the day I was born. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure his soul was wandering around possessing small animals until you were born. So. Don't you remember me, Mary? <laughs> Don't you remember me? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kruger's trip. <laughs> oh. I could make you some chocolate if you like. <laughs> I got some hard candy. You're 20. Come in here, please. <laughs> I'm not I don't know dangerous. whose voices you guys are doing anymore. White vans haven't been invented yet. I know. It, it went from White Jimmy Stewart Listen, to baby. Don Knotts. Listen, like it went yeah. to. It just Don Knotts and he has a van. There's a Mark III. Slowly went to Don uh, ladies, I'm the baby Jesus' favorite. Don't know if you're into that sort of thing, but <laughs> come on in. Ernest goes to jail. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you just reciting movies. Yep. <laughs> Dude, Ernest. Predator 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Danny Glover is the reincarnation of <laughs> Danny Glover. You let the alien get away. Don't worry. <laughs>
Asshole, you'll get another chance. Is that bad? Did someone ask him if you let the alien get away in that movie? Can you hear me now, young Santa? Can you hear me now? You're Kris Kringle before the weight loss. It's, uh... (laughs) I like it. Like Why? Hey, there's no fat shaming about? here, sir, tall boy. Yeah. You oh no, freak. was that? Did, was it, did, did I ruin the secret? Did no one on the radio know you were fat? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. You look like Chris Kringle before. No his one knows you're funny, so it works out. Yeah. You look like Chris Kringle before his heart exploded at 30. <laughs> at 30. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been making all the toys? <laughs> <laughs> Several machines. <laughs> the jig is up. So how's life, Mr. Seth Tippetts? Oh, life is swell, dandy, fine and crispy, golden, yeah. crunchy, even in milk. You still have your, <laughs> you still have your girlfriend? And no. <laughs> oh. She left you. She left me. I'm sorry oh, to hear that. Oh, man, this is she wrong. She left me for a bowl of Rice Krispies. How dare... No, uh, yeah. Seth Tippetts is made out of Captain Crunch. <laughs> Was it a rough uh, departure? Yeah, it cut the roof of my mouth. It was. <laughs> <laughs> we're going with the cereal puns. I'm gonna keep it going. Would she you cut say? The roof uh, of his heart. Did she? Uh, is your breakfast no longer complete? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy's going good for you, sir. Oh yeah, comedy's yeah. going great. Tell him, Seth. Tell him the I'm, big news. Uh, there's there's some big news. I'm uh, I'm opening for Greg Warren this weekend. Uh, that's right. Well. And then the the bigger news, the new the new Wise Guys location that is opening December fourth. Nice. I am opening uh, for Joe Maki. Machi? Maki? It's Maki. Where is, is Maki? this um, pound cake establishment? This pound cake. It is. Uh, it's called Fifty West. Well, I think it's called Fifty West. It's going to be on a street Fifty West. I would assume. Uh, it's next to Ruth Chris Steakhouse, first floor of the Broadway Media Building, and it is going to be amazing. Wow. Have you got a look That's inside a or good anything like gig that? Yet? For have I got a what? Stubs. Have you got a look inside or anything like that? I haven't. I haven't uh, been around there yet. But why not? I hear Sixty-nine West. I think uh, young kids. You know, fifties not really Stanford. Sixty-nine West is. I think it's more hip. You yeah, know, I, yeah. I tell that joke about being 6'9", and no, that's not a sex joke. And <laughs> I realize that like there is no girl in the universe that that position will work out with me. Like this is it's not going to happen. I don't believe it. No, it's not going to happen. Like a seventy-six. Yeah. <laughs> what uh? What's the room gonna hold? Do we know details? Uh, of this I, th- new I think it's so. It's gonna have. A, last I heard, there was gonna be uh, a, a separation. This was last I heard, so who knows now? But the, the, there's gonna be like smaller shows. They could close the room down, have a restaurant on the other side. Bigger shows, they opened it up. I think the biggest oh. was about 500. Oh really? Yeah. It's a big room. Wow. This, this is, is really cool. Room. Those uh, like but tell him, Seth. The, there's a. Seth will be the first performer ever on that stage. Oh, okay. So Inna- you're like an inaugural open it up. host, yeah. We should have a ribbon. You know, like when they cross a line cut, of a marathon. Build his you ego could cross more. Cross a line yes. onto <laughs> the stage. That's right. And yeah. They'll be like, "You made it! You made it! You're here, buddy!" Yeah, that's no, I'm, I'm is, super excited. I, I mean, it's water. a it's an amazing honor. Is Keith to, Stubbs uh, going to be in the show, or is he just going to pretend? I'm, I I think he he mentioned that they are bringing in a feature act. For uh, for Joe Maki, so hmm. Hmm. That, that I really hope I'm pronouncing uh, his name right. I think it's that. I think you are. I think it's Joe Mackey. Mackey, yeah, yeah. it's Mackey. Wow. You're right, yeah, Joe yeah, Mackey. Yeah, Christian he, was talking uh, about him. Yeah, he's a great, great comic on the last comic stand, yeah, standing. This that last stage season. is Cherry is done for after Tiff, uh, Tippets. Yeah. What, what was that? Tiff. Tiff. Do you have anything going on? On theater, on stage. I do. I'm. Uh, I'm currently in the Wedding Singer. <laughs> nice. Whoa. Yes. That's on ice. 
<laughs> not on ice. <laughs> not on ice. Yeah, still pretty good, folks. Though. Good. Good. On uh, on hot cold. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to. Is it playing now? It's uh, the opening night is December thirty first. I think is our preview night, and then in January first through January seventeenth at the Midvale Main Street Theater. Uh, I am easily the worst dancer in the entire show. What's your uh, Midvale part of the show? Main Street? What what south is that? Do you know roughly? About 70, 72. That's right by my house. I can walk drunk and heckle you. There you go. I like you this. Go. I play, I play uh, hey, to no one's I play the bad guy. I'm uh, Glenn Gulia, the, the, oh. New, <laughs> the New York stockbroker. This, this is based on the Adam Sandler film. Yes, this is based I, on I the Adam Sandler movie from musical? 1996. Built, and then this it's, music, a musical. it's a musical. <laughs> yeah, like they, I, w- I thought I was just dumb. I was like, it's not the Adam Sandler movie. It's a, it's a playwright. From no, it's the, the day, nope, but it's, it's the movie. A, and the, and the, the, the few original songs they had in the movie are uh, also in the musical. You singing too? I'm singing. Wow. Yeah, it's all about the green. Wanna be somebody? Oh, That's right. It's wow. it's gonna be great. It's gonna be was good that time. on Broadway or was that just kind of uh, your teacher wrote it? No, it was on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make Alien Broadway. versus Predator the musical. Oh, I'm down with that, dude. Let's the do it. Kids know a song called a uh, movie called Biodome. Well, it's in a musical form now. Yeah, come see it. Polly Shore. <laughs> you guys remember Lost in Space, 1997? That's a Broadway musical now. So. <laughs> Sky's the limit. With danger, it. Will Robinson. Danger, do, do. danger. That's a pretty, uh, pretty meaty dance too part hard. there for you, Sev. That's what? That's a meaty part. A meaty part to yeah. be the, the bad yeah. guy. I get the a, heel. You know, and I get some, uh, I get some swears. I guess this is a, oh, yeah? a little bit different from the Draper Arts Council where they uh, censored Footloose. <laughs> oh. Which I find mildly ironic. Yeah, I, uh, in a police state. I did a. I wa- I was writing a Jurassic Park musical. Yeah, his oh. vision is based on movement. Don't dance. Don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> don't dance. Don't Please. sing. Please. Uh, I hate this uh, hack of crap. A bunch of ladies in safari outfits are the backup dancers. Yeah, yeah. Throw their safari well, he's hats. got all these sexy, because all the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are female. Girls, girls. <laughs> Just like bikini models as the dinosaurs. Samuel L. Jackson gets his little R&B song, Hold On To Your Butts. Yeah, hold on to your butts. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, girl. Hold oh, on to your butts. Girl. There's a lot here. Yeah, I, I agree. There is a Jurassic Park musical already, but I'm sure it's not as good as mine. So All he has to do is beat out their website results. Easy. Yeah. Basically. Basically. And hey, they don't they don't own Jurassic Park. Steven Spielberg and his cronies do. Oh. There might be some copyright infringements if we get this up in the air. No, you know what? They can haul me away because I love Jurassic Park. <laughs> so like how did you get that part? Is there a lot of what's the audition process for that? So there was a th- there was a three hour audition. Three hours sing- singing and dancing. Uh, I did just wow. fine on the singing stuff. Uh, being the straightest man that auditioned, I just failed at the <laughs> dancing. Failed oh. horribly. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jackson. I, I forgot I shouldn't be homophobic with you in the room. That's yeah, because I I once had a gay friend. He's dead now. <laughs> My homophobia drove him away. (laughs) (laughs) I never forgave myself or the rest of humanity. So, uh, are you the top or the bottom? (laughs) (laughs) It's weird when you laugh after every question you ask. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you going? What do you call a fat gay guy? Flabulous! (laughs) Or Sasha, if you don't want to do the hand gesture. Ouch. Okay. (laughs) Ouch. Wow, this is gnarly, dude. I know, he hates me. He hates me. I've had him on my show twice. Tried to 
give him publicity. So I should have given you warning that this. Give your mic on. time. And you just, just and you win. give all the world those sweet, oh. sweet toys every yeah. Christmas. <laughs> I would like to talk you and your bowl <laughs> full of jelly every Christmas. My belly full of jelly. I, I forgot to bring you some cookies. Is that why you're feisty? Are you a little feisty because I forgot to bring the cookies? I would take some cookies. Being on this campus again has got me inflamed. <laughs> I was telling Seth. Why is that? Like, uh, it was like uh, just a lot of ladies, pretty ladies. I think there's a tour going on right now. Of uh, like I don't know if it's prospective students, but I've seen no, a lot of ladies mm-hmm. girls around. Girls in skirts. It's like I wandered into Mother's Underwear catalog. It's insane. It's uh. So back to this. You don't like fat people, huh? <laughs> oh, hate. Why? Hate, hate, hate. What? You look. Yeah. No, I, you look I, down I, on us. I don't have a problem with fat. No, you do. do. You, I've do heard you, this before. Do you, you make fat, fat jokes people. to Andy Gold? No, well, you're not what I consider. Fa- I I hate the 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 you know the walk. Well, the non-walking oh. around Walmart. You know, okay. Seth. So you hate this lady. Oh, no. I know the picture <laughs> of the show. It's a doozy. You don't appreciate that. Like, no. you wouldn't date no. that. I, I wouldn't date well, I don't that. Think a I lot of people would. I wouldn't open the door for that. Like, it's... <laughs> or she seems by that, he means she's, a, she's a large <laughs> lady. You wouldn't open the door for that because you're so disgusted. No, I couldn't fit. Like, there's no, it's physically impossible. That's why you stand outside like a gentleman. Uh, but the rumor I hear about you is that you, I don't want to say sensitive, but you're an emotional guy that, <laughs> is that correct? Yes. So. Where is this rumor, by the way? Who I started all over about town. 20 minutes yeah. ago. Uh, I tweeted it out. You know, I hear things. I have friends that I why talk to. Why do you think you're sensitive? It's just what I hear, that, like, oh. don't pick on Seth Tibbetts. Like, he doesn't like what? it. What? Everybody what loves it. He loves it. Everyone picks on me. Tim Thorne refers to me as Marmaduke, everyone's <laughs> younger brother. Like, he's like, here's Tim Seth Tibbetts, do 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 And then they all just make and, fun of me for being so, Like, these gloves. These gloves. Yeah. Everyone made fun of these gloves. They're like, oh, well, <laughs> cold, are you, Tibbetts? Hey, you're freezing head. Seth, no, my you want my lazy. honest opinion? They are jealous that you have a real job and solid income. I'm not. I have a real job and a good income. This Seth makes. Uh, I don't know if he wants to disclose it on the air, but uh, makes Seth badass makes websites. Seth makes grown-up money. Yeah, I do. I was going to ask him to like make me a website, but I'm afraid like to ask you. Oh, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm figuring I'm going to get it like a fat search surcharge or a sin charge for being fat. Uh, We're not pretty enough. Oh, no, no, no. Like no, I, I no, 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 I would no. just work it into the text. I would never <laughs> put it as a line item. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, oh, this is the fat tax. Uh, the fat tax. This is the heavy lifting tax. Just make it subtle, if you would, Seth. Shipping and handling. Shipping There's handling. a lot of handling. Uh, ooh, ooh, too much to handle. Yes, sir. Too much to handle. <laughs> so what happens if you get fat? Like, what happens if you become one of the few? Well, I, have a, I have a contingency plan. I will uh, stop eating. <laughs> no, I, Tell us more about this plan. <laughs> Sounds great. No, I, you should I, write a self-help book. It's really, it, I, you know, I, I can't understand, you know, that I know that it's hard. I'm sure that it's hard. I have the opposite problem where I literally don't have hunger pains, and I forget to eat yeah, for days. Slide. And, uh, yeah, and I just, for whatever reason, since I stopped it's playing basketball. So it's what's a chore. your bad habit then? Everyone has one. Like, I know you don't drink, right? You don't nope. drink. You don't smoke weed. Nope. You don't obsessively eat at McDonald's. Nope. So, w- what makes you, what's your flaw as a Lives human? With his mother. 
I don't live with my mother. You don't live with your mother anymore? No, baby. I moved to Sethi's got his <laughs> bachelor pad. Oh, mm-hmm. man. You're a Division One athlete. For those of you who don't know, he was a running Ute. I was. Yep. I still have the throwback jersey that we got creamed in front of Colorado State in front of the 1944 Sweet 16 team. <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> At least we didn't have the short shorts. <laughs> we, we, we lobbied it. We vetoed the short shorts. And you weren't on Pac-12 television yet then. We're, we're no, 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 no. We were still in the Mountain West. Yeah. Country, so. hmm. Unfortunately. So we basically have God in studio. So thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome, choice. my son. Yes. So <laughs> when will you... Fat you have a fat son. <laughs> You're to blame for this. When will you return to God's presence? Uh, very shortly, I, I, I think. Uh, right after the show ends. Uh, uh, well, it turns out I'm pretty sensitive, so you guys have crushed my fragile self-esteem. I'm going to kill myself. Is this a little dark for the radio? Or no, no, you're no. good. Here's so the you knife. you are sensitive. Oh, yes. Very sensitive. How, how so? Why do you think... What, what gets under your skin? Uh, not much. Usually it's it's uh, insult from people I trust. Right, right. Yeah, I hate those. And that, that'll get that, but that's it? That seems like you could grow out of that. That seems like you could eh. get a thick skin, or it still bothers you. Or maybe be cooler, and people won't tease you as much. <laughs> <laughs> have you considered being cooler? Have you, have you tried being not lame? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit not lame? <laughs> Seth, I'm going to get you stoned. Oh, All right. Baby. Let's do have it. Have you ever touched any alcohol or... Drug sort of thing. Have or I touched it? You know, you ever done any drinking? <laughs> yes, I've picked up beer bottles at Wise Guys, but uh, this is this is always, by the way, what a non-drinker will say when you ask him about drinking. Yes, I've seen it, and Listen, I, I have been like in it. the room with alcohol. <laughs> I have smelled the devil's urine. <laughs> Someone talked no, about I did not light one time. No, have you ever drank an alcohol ever? Any experience with it? Uh, it's possible. Well, one time when I was a when I was a lad, we went to Vegas as a family, you know, as families do, and we went and saw a magic show, Mac King, I think it was. That's a hard name to pronounce. And we got some strawberry daiquiris, and my dad forgot to say virgin. You know what? <laughs> and they tasted a little awry. Wow. <laughs> to, to put it lightly. Strawberry daiquiris. I want to party with this guy. That's yeah. So it and what what happened? Did you go a little drunk? Well, you know his Old jokes weren't you? that funny, but my family we were dying. We were dying, <laughs> and so I assume it was the the effects of uh, Satan's lemonade. <laughs> and then never touch it again. That you know I uh, no no I haven't. Do you have like a reason you don't drink it or just don't like? Uh, my parents, thing? my parents are. Uh, we have we have we have the fridge. It's for food, mm-hmm. and then we have the the booze fridge in the in the garage. That's. For booze, uh, as <laughs> we, it were. We, we, we did the math on that one. Okay, good. That's good. <laughs> the booze I, I fridge was, just, was for booze. I, it wasn't for you, Patrick. It was so for you, Sasha. I had to. You <laughs> the booze fridge. Hey, what's in the Just crack get me a trough. Drawer? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, yeah. So it's just uh, my, my parents say that they like to drink, and uh, my brother likes to drink. and. Uh, oh, I so it's it not a, a religious thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a family thing, but it's not. Oh, no, no, no. You no, just no. grew up with a bunch of drunks, and you said, that's not the life I want to be. Yeah, I well, want to be an actor. My, my I brother be does, an athlete. The, he does the reefer. He smokes the reefer, the and reefer. Uh, he jumped out the window at uh, Arctic Circle, where he works. Awesome. In well, fairness, I've jumped out of an Arctic Circle window completely sober. <laughs> yeah. Because of the okay, well, Seth, in that case. don't so, let your loser it. cousin ruin weed for you. You're coming over to my place tonight, and we're going to get you high. Okay. I, I'm high on life, Jackie boy. <laughs> no. I'm high on li- Another thing non-smokers will say, <laughs> I'm high on life. No, hey, when it's when it's legal, Have you, seen you, you bet your ass I'll probably try it. But, uh, we'll go, hey, come really? So you'd be okay if it was legal? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just, I like, I like, like, 
aforementioned, I have a job, and uh, in the four years I worked at R.C. Willie, I was drug tested five times. I guess Whoa. I have tested? one of those faces. Like, you know what? He comes into work. <laughs> He's got jokes. He's yeah. definitely on something. <laughs> That's too And every time it came back, I was like, nope. And they're just like, well, guess he's done on drugs. So if it was legal, you would try it. Yeah. I would say, though, like, as people are Get like. some brownies or something. Well, I can't. I'm allergic to chocolate, so. I would start slow. So that's your flaw. Like a, it's just a puff of a joint. Like a I, I don't have like a very good weed brain. I have, I've had a freak out. I had a recent freak out. Some might say you don't have a really uh, good regular <laughs> brain, but <laughs> right. <laughs> Jackie's so my. Uh, will be uh, the wedding singer. Oh, nice, everybody. The wedding singer. Oh, nice. Quips to it, but like I'll have a freak out on it. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a recent freak out on it. So yeah, I would say it's worth a try, but you don't. It doesn't work for everybody. You know what? Don't yeah. don't go shopping. Don't go shopping. Why? Because I went shopping today at Macy's and I had been, you know. Well, and, that's uh, why you did the Macy's card with. It's yeah, please, you, you, I, I save you money. I promise to save you money. Please get the card. Is that the voice you used it. No, that was no, that was her. <laughs> no, that was that was the teller. She was, you know, the old like the old ladies that'll try and sell you like little like Valentine's cards. They're like, please. Please help me. At Macy's? Yeah, it was like her. They hired ladies. that really? lady. Yeah. They hired that lady. Some, the president of Macy's saw her and he was like, you're the best salesman I've ever seen. <laughs> I've heard about you. Yeah. You've moved more Valentine's cards than half of this <laughs> industry. It worked. You please? Please? You give me a job? Yeah. No. <laughs> you give me a job now? No. You give me $12 an hour? Okay. <laughs> Show up at 8. So uh, somehow that turned in from like Hispanic to, to Asian. My 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 impressions. David. Yeah, you were all over the place with that one. And we have Wallace Fetzer out there. What a show you're gonna have, sir. Yeah, should I let him in? Pacey. Yeah, let him in. All right, go get that guy. He looks nervous out there. So Seth, where Jeez. can people find you on Twitter? Oh, they can find me at Seth Tippets. Two mm -hmm. T's, two P's, just like toilet paper. That's that's the only word I could come up with that had enough. Of this supplied consonants, okay? You should change your Twitter handle. <laughs> At Seth Toilet Paper. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Washing Regular Machine brain Toilet my ass. Paper. I convinced half the sophomore class my middle name was Washing Machine because my parents were drunk at conception. <laughs> 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 you don't name the baby at conception. You name it much Oh, that my parents did. <laughs> oh, they're like, it's uh, Seth, Seth. <laughs> That's pretty much how it went down. I was there. <laughs> Now, tell me again your plug for Sorry your performance. I am going to go there. I'm going to buy two seats for myself. And one seat for the date that won't show up? No, just for my fat ass. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Seth is a master promoter, by the way. He makes fun of the people who purchase tickets. That's right. No, if you hey, come to my show, you dumbass. <laughs> if you haven't seen his performances, he's phenomenal. you got a fantastic voice, and that's not me blowing smoke toward you. I... We've talked about this in the past. You're great. And you know, I was in the musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot it. <laughs> was it Jurassic Park the musical? No. <laughs> it was Bye Bye Birdie. I was Al Peterson. Mr. Swenson said I hit him on every level. <laughs> <laughs> every level. Is that so a three hour anyways, audition process? Continue. No, it was about, uh, oh, you're Jackson Banks. Please do the show. Um, <laughs> so. Oh my gosh, we're Jackson Banks. Listen. Um, Go back to plugging. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> go back to plugging. What I do best. It's uh, January 1st through the 17th, Thursday through Saturday, at the Midvale Main Street Theater. It's going to be fantastic. There's only one kid in the whole cast that's tone deaf. Yes, that's a decided improvement <laughs> over the Draper <laughs> Arts Council. I hope they don't listen to it. Chances are they don't. 
<laughs> and if when you go and if you see a fat guy laughing, say hello to me because I'll be there. It could also be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you're opening uh, Keith Stubbs' new place at uh, Broadway Media. That should be fantastic. Yeah, 50, 50, 50 West. West. Wise guys at 50 West opening for Joe Machi. Machi. Mark my words. I'll headline there before I move. Mark my words. There you go. Mark I'm going to talk to the guy. Here. I don't care if it's a Sunday show. <laughs> or a Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Patrick, you got anything going on in town, or you just open micing the next couple of weeks? I'm just around <laughs> town open micing it. Okay. I was in Boston, just letting everyone know that. <laughs> oh, that's why there was such a hole left in the scene. There was a hole, yeah. People were missing me, wondering what happened to their comedy. And you did good? You had a good time? You I mean, were well-received by the I was a semifinalist. Boston I was a semifinalist. Uh, this chick was into me, but I, I went for another chick. Uh, she turned me down. I was left alone. So you got your dingus wet, huh? I didn't know. It's uh, it's bone dry. You failed dry. again. When I got back, they the ladies rolled out the red carpet for me when I got back. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm over it. You know, um, you know that is a physical need. I don't think that sex makes young men happy. So everyone out there, get a hobby. Uh, you know, and and uh, but it's hard. And being on this campus, I uh, just yeah, you know, your bo your body becomes controlled so anyway. <laughs> overloaded with hormones. I was just going to let you go with that. I was like, let it burn out, Your man. Body let that dude burn. Controlled with hormones. So it seems to me that Camp Jackie with Jackson Banks coming up here in about three, four minutes. Yes. It's going to have a funny show. You got Seth Tippett's. You got Wallace Fetzer in the oh studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I like excited. it. I love it. I want some more of it. Yes, sir. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> Too bad you don't have that song queued up, ready to go, like a professional. Well, that's why I just looked over. Would you press play, sir?